Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hello, I'm Jailhouse Bob. Well, I hope that you forgive me. I ain't been much online. I've been stuck in Facebook prison and I'm doing solitary time. I'm missing out on crypto scandals, food and priest in pajamas, nanas on the deathbeds, horse racing shore bets, brides from the Ukraine, Bitcoin share gains. Oh, and the fake Viagra's giving me chest pain. Oh, oh, oh. Call me an ambulance. Well, I ain't never been no whiny baby and I never done no crime. I'm stuck in Facebook prison doing solitary time. Watching fake Elon Musk's from dawn until dusk. Lost my holistic health and my last bit of wealth. Sitting here on my shelf all alone and crying to myself. <laughs> hey, hey. Well, I know Facebook's trying to teach me a lesson, but I ain't the learning kind. So I'm here in Facebook prison doing solitary time. Then I'll show no remorse for getting on my high horse. They profit from the scams as the money changes hands. They're as bad as Murdoch. No shit, Sherlock. This new meteor keeps getting seedier. So what's the point of it? That's what I ask. When I'm free from Facebook prison, I'm gonna walk the line. Down to my local politician. I'm saying it's low making time. They profit from the scams as the money changes hands. They're as bad as Murdoch. No shit, Sherlock. This new meteor keeps getting seedier. So what's the point of it? That's what I ask. Well, I hope that you'll forgive me. I ain't been much online. I've been stuck in Facebook prison and I'm doing solitary time. Thank you. Thank you so much. Ah, what a fun week it's been. See, now, last week, I thought to myself at the time, oh, hang on a sec, I've got to stop it and start it. You won't Come even on. know that Hurry I did up. it. Do it. See, they didn't know. I had to turn my latency down. Otherwise, it sounds like I'm in a tunnel. In a tunnel, I tell you. So, last week, last week, you remember last week on the show, nothing particularly happened, apart from all of the hospital things. And me just falling apart where I was. And then this week, well, this is my first time I've ever been in Facebook jail. I I can't understand why it hasn't happened sooner. But it did. (laughs) Yeah. For a whole 24 hours. No, it's over 24 hours. You're not allowed to speak with anyone. You're to stand in the corner. 
and uh, and and reflect on what you have done. You naughty, naughty boy. They get out the paddle they call the Zuck, and you get a big spanking on the butt. Oh, it's fun. <coughs> now, don't, rest assured, this pod, podcast, it will not be entirely me moaning and bitching about Facebook. It'll be me, me moaning and bitching about a whole bunch of other stuff, too. But you'd be used to that format, because that's why you keep coming back. So, um, I got... I You know me. I, you know... I I'm just should let things go and not let it wash over me. And well, I should let it wash over me, and I should, you know, just let it go, let it go, let it go, let it go. Oh, but I just can't do that. Uh, and so I was so sick of all the scamming fucking ads that just keep coming. And now, by the way, Facebook is not going to let you block. Uh, they're paid advertising. The function's there, but during my time in 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 isolation, where I could see things, but not comment, uh, I just did my usual thing of blocking all the scam ads because there's no shortage of them, and I kind of just do it for fun, even though I know it's gonna, you know, it's gonna do no good. And I noticed when I did it to one, as it said. You will not see notifications from this page, and you won't do this, and you won't, but once you press this. So I pressed it as usual, and suddenly this other little box underneath flashed for like like a f- fraction of a second. What the hell was that? So I did it again to a couple of crypto scams, or, you know, one of the ones that say David Koch has now been led away in handcuffs because of something he said when he thought the camera was on, off. So um, so I got one of those, and I did it again, and sure enough, this little box underneath popped up. So I, I got a screen recorder, and I recorded it, did it. Might make a video of it. I don't know if you care. Uh, and so the little box says, you cannot block this at this time. More or less, if you've got an issue with this, report it. <clears throat> so, because I thought it was strange, because I, I, I thought I saw it in a couple of other things that I blocked, and then I noticed they came back through my feed, and I thought, oh, here we go, this is interesting. So that's that's now sort of where they're at. So if, you know, I, I have... I have a particular objection to the scam ads because I just think they're appalling what they do. But, you know, there are a few other ads. I don't block every ad that comes through Facebook. I'm not I'm not denying them a living, for goodness sake. But I am saying that, you know, you shouldn't be... You just shouldn't be running ads on your platform if you're not going to vet them first. Because tell me what TV or radio station... If I, if I went into, say, some redneck station like 3AW and I said, I've got, got a fistful of money here. I want you to play my ads in high rotation or whatever rotation. But the deal is I don't want you to listen to them first. I've got them all recorded here on this, on this flash drive stick... <laughs> USB, call it what you will, and they're all worked out, and 
I don't want you to to listen to them first. Just put them straight to air. Now, can you imagine? Can you imagine any other media thing doing that? Of course, they wouldn't do it. And the reason why they wouldn't do it is because, well, the main reason is they wouldn't want to get sued or pinged by some, you know, governmental body for uh, breaching for breaching all sorts of codes of standards and ethics. I mean, you wouldn't believe that that it actually that framework exists, but it sort of does. But not for Facebook. You know, they can they can pretty much damn well do what they like. And then they put the onus on the people who are exposed to this nonsense, reporting its inappropriateness, which if you've ever spent as much time or even a third of the amount of time or even a tenth of the amount of time that I've spent doing this, which for me has been a bit of a science experiment, you will realise to a rather large extent they're not going to be getting back to you pretty much. So it calls into question, I think, in a legislative fashion, but certainly in Australia and in other countries too, it's time for governments to enact proper legislation that, say, prevents a platform like Facebook from doing that. That it's the law that every piece of advertising that comes through the feeds of my fellow Australians, and in your country as well, whichever one you happen to be in, uh, that it should be mandatory by law for them to vet all their advertising first. And if it gets through the net and then people complain or complain to the relevant government body, then you've got some explaining to do. Because, you know, fake Viagra, if you get it sent to you, is not very good. It's very dangerous. Who knows? It could kill you. If you even get it sent to you. If you know, if you're the lucky one, you just lose your money. So what happened? Well, if you follow me on Facebook, and you might have seen it, I reposted an ad for fake Viagra that was basically a, f- a, a photograph from a porn movie. And they tried to hide the bit where the man's penis was... Well, it was hard to tell which hole it was going into because they put a a flame over where it joins. But I'm not sure if they mentioned anal sex. I don't know. But anyway, I reposted the picture and I said, you know, how long would one of us plebs, the ordinary users, last if we started putting things like this up? It took them about 24 hours to discover it, to which we have pulled your post. It is sexually inappropriate. And I'm like, oh, really? (laughs) Oh, what a surprise. You think? So it said, you can appeal this because you get your first automated appeal. And I just went, yeah, fuck it. Why not? I'm out to prove a point, which probably the ultimate point would be, why are you wasting your time, Rob? Just, you know, you know, it's just going to be a fucking load of bullshit, and you know it. So I did that, and then it came back on me. And then ju- before they sent me the next rebuke, I'd already cut and pasted my own little artwork, and and was about to ping it straight online. And suddenly, boom! You ain't going to be doing that. Which makes me laugh about their punishment code, because if you've got an axe to grind with them, even when you get back on there. They're still saying to you, you know, for about 30 days, your posts are going to be way down the feed. Which, 
you know, the only way I can see that as a valid punishment after you've done your time is that they know you're going to fucking fire back at them, you know. So it, it, it's, it, then in their case, I, I say you're not really, you're actually not really punishing me anymore. What you're doing is you're censoring me and, and protecting your own ass. Well, I didn't know that about the personal thing that you could do with them, and I, I luckily discovered that, yeah, there, there's a review process after that. So I thought, well, why not? And on top of it, when you paste your feckin' your, you know, rebuttal to why they've treated you like shit, it was only 2,000 um, letters or whatever, so it still wasn't long enough for me to really go into depth to explain to them that they're a bunch of cunts. Now, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to read it to you, aren't I? Because why not? Because you, you may have seen it. I mean, I don't know. But if you tune if you tune into this, well, you must be crazy because it's a podcast. But so I thought, well, you know, it's it. You gotta. The problem is with you know an entity like Fartbook is that. You're never going to bring... You're never going to... Because it says we... we, You can appeal this, although we only accept a very slim few of them. Oh, how nice of you. So you just basically shoot first and then reluctantly ask questions later. If needs be. Um, yeah, so, so you've already punished me and you're only going to slim pickens them anyway. But I thought, yeah... May as well take it to the next level. If I want to see legislative change, I should CC this to the Australian Minister for Communications, the Honourable Michelle Rowland. Rowland, Rowland. MP. MP. Marcus Browning, MP. You know, and make them aware of it too, because the cesspit that is Facebook is never, ever, ever going to get better. And it's annoying for us boomers because it's kind of... Although I'm only a boomer by three months, by the way. I should really be Gen X. I'm only a bee's dick away from being Gen X. What was I talking about? I don't know. So a lot of boomers have settled upon the Facebook model. And for many of us, when we first went there, it wasn't such... It wasn't such a bad place to be, was it? But it has just become ridiculous, redunculous. And it's not going to improve. And the only way they're ever going to improve is, is by legislation. So, quite frankly, um, I, listen, I could grizzle about, you know, people who get kicked off there for saying stuff or whatever. Uh, and I would cover that. But my bigger bugbear is the way they just work so loose with that kind of advertising. And it's bad advertising. It's, it's, it robs people. It does horrible things. I shouldn't have been exposed to that porn, although I looked at it. And they had a link to it too, and that was full-on porn for this fake Viagra. Anyway, here's what I writ to them, as well as the Honourable Michelle Rowland. Rowland, Rowland, Minister for Communications. Facebook appeal reference number... <laughs> Re my posting of inappropriate content. 
Oh dear. He's got too much bloody time on his hands. Yeah, of course I have. I had 24 hours I wasn't allowed to talk to anybody. Followed by, along with a 48-hour ban on participating in groups. Which I thought, oh, well, there's no point then. But before the time was up, I went to some groups and posted stuff. And I wasn't banned from there, even though it said, you are banned from this. So work that out. But certainly in the first 24 hours, yeah, they, they fuck you up. Because everyone tries it, don't they? You still send a message and pops up with its little red warning. That little red exclamation point that looks a little bit like um, looks a little bit like the uh, motto for the Taliban. You know, the militant where they hold the finger up in the air, one pointy finger, and it's supposed to be. It reminds me a little of that. Dear blah blah blah, Facebook would have never had the opportunity to remove my post if Facebook hadn't uh, posted the original content in the first place. The fact that Facebook doesn't vet its advertising prior to publishing has become so apparent that Facebook is now a sleaze pit. And I think when you appeal like this stuff, you're supposed to... I think you're supposed to come across to them like you're humble, you know. Oh, please don't punish me again, Mr Zuckerberg. I'll bring your tea hot to you every morning and rub your feet, I promise, I promise! But I thought, fuck that. I'm not going to be downright rude to them or abusive. Just, I'm just going to point out the facts. And, and metaphorically, I'll be holding the back of their head while I rub their nose in poo. Of their own doing. Uh, that's just metaphorically, of course. <clears throat> the specific... Oh, uh, has become so apparent that Facebook is now a sleaze pit. Don't worry, I will be whinging about other things this podcast. The specific advertising that led to my 24-48-hour total ban, with a further 29 days of my posts being pushed down further in the feed... Oh, just before I go on, um, thanks for the buy-me-a-coffees. Uh, thank you, Elsa. Elsa ponied up and to keep the podcast up and running. And I love you, darling. With all my, with all my heart and soul, my love. Uh, and prior to that, because there was enough money to take out... I attempted to take some out. And it's been eight days where they've been saying, uh, payment pending, and it's just, it could be up to eight days or something. And I'm thinking, fuck me. <laughs> you take people's money straight away. I mean, you're getting a commission out of it for fuck's sake. Do I... Eight fucking days, and then they're trying to push this other thing, this swift payment something. Want your money straight away? Then use this service here. And I'm thinking... And I don't know this for a fact because I haven't bothered going into it. But does that payment service then take a little bit more of the money? You want your money now? And they're like fucking... You know, when you remember those shorts? They probably still exist. They're like pawnbrokers or whatever. And if you've got a check to cash from the government or whatever, you got a ta whatever, back in the days when they used to have checks, um, you know, you go there and they cash it for you straight away. But, but they take a pound of flesh. So this this is what I'm kind of wondering. Like, I don't remember Buy Me A Coffee being so pain in the arse-ish years ago because it used to go from there to PayPal and it used to be a very quick transition. But I, I'm, I'm I'm looking at it thinking, oh, yeah, fucking, you're getting, you know, whatever it is, 10% or 8% or whatever. And then on top of it, you're hanging on to the money. So with the interest rates going back up at some point, 
that money that you should be transferring to my bank accounts uh, is sitting in your account, earning 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 interest with all the other people's monies that you've said. Oh, just a mere eight days. I still haven't got it yet. I took it out on 18th, I think I did it. It's now the 24th. So what's that? Is that only six days? You wouldn't want to be... You wouldn't want to be start like you wouldn't want to be in trouble, would you? You know, broken down on the side of the road. You need a quick nifty fifty or whatever to get you out of stuck. And uh, oh no, I'll just quickly transfer that buy me a coffee money over. Uh, you might have to wait eight days. Fuck. I mean, that's not my situation. I am okay, but but still, I mean, is there nothing sacred on the internet? So what I decided was. I won't get rid of the buy me a coffee thing, but I'll be fucked if I'm going to sign up on that Swifty payment. Look, I'll look into it, and if it's if they're not going to take another slice of it, which they'll hide it in the fine print, then fuck it. I'm sick of that. I'm not sick of um, the money. I'm like all grifters these days. I want the bloody money! Um, speaking of, yeah, RV Yemen, and we'll come to him maybe if I remember. Um... So what I'm what I've done what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna put my PayPal me there as well. In fact, I'll put that in the show notes above the buy me a coffee, and I can't remember what it is. PayPal me something, and I'm not putting the bite on anybody because you, you've been very generous. Um, so I'm pretty happy. Like I, I've had about eighty five dollars US in the last like fortnight or whatever. So I'm not I'm not grizzling about that. I'm I'm not on the I'm not on your ear roll for more, and as I say, because um, I, I don't want anyone to stop listening, and I don't want people out there to go, oh, well, now I feel like I better give him some money. <laughs> no, you don't have to, and especially not if it's going to um, cause hardship. And I don't expect, um, you know, every, you know, to be ahead on the hosting thing. Uh, that's fine. But I'm going to put my PayPal me in the show notes from here on in. So I'm sort of a little bit ticked off with buy me a coffee. I don't kind of, you know, it's a bit, it's a bit as your father, isn't it? However, on the other hand, you know, someone listening might think, well, I'd prefer you to buy the coffee and not your PayPal thing. I don't even have PayPal. Okay, so I get, see, that's where you get the point, see. I guess with the buy me a coffee thing, you you don't, I suppose you you have your, your own sort of credit card thing and you just give them that and they take the money. And that's pretty cool because not everyone has PayPal. And some people might say, oh, I'll give you two bucks for your podcast, but I'm not going to fucking sign up to a fucking PayPal. God's sake, I've got enough things I've signed up to. Anyway, even if you want to give me $2, I don't... Oh, yes, you can, because the Buy Me A Coffee started a dollar. What am I saying? Oh, do they? Or are they $5? I don't know. <laughs> money changes everything. Down it and down it. I say money. Anyway... Just keep listening and tell other people. Other podcasts say, well, if you can't donate financially, you can help by sharing the podcast in all your social media feeds or spreading the word. Or even one was talking about go down to like the laundrette and pin up a piece of paper on the notice board or something. Even if you own a washing machine, still do it anyway. So we're good, are we? Good. Okay, we're good. And, and, and... Yeah, and I never liked the Patreon thing because I didn't like the idea of where people just sign up and they just, you know, you get a little bit bled out of your bank account. And to be brutally honest, um, 
if I donated money to every podcast I listened to, and I don't listen to that many of them, I'd be fucking broke. You know, so in the end, you, you, have, to, you have to draw the line, and you I can't fucking support all of you. So I don't mind telling you, I, I have one Patreon, which is $3 a month, that I pay to a guy called Jim Browning. Jim Browning. Jim Browning, who, um, and I've probably talked about him before, he, he, he scams the scammers. He's got good software, and, and lately he's been putting up videos on his Jim Browning YouTube site because they've been breaking into, like, the, um, the webcams. So you actually see, you see the, um, you see the scammers as they're doing it. And this guy's pretty switched on. He knows how to intercept their calls and, and a lot of, sometimes like he'll ring the victim later and say, good, I'm glad you didn't go and do this because they're scamming you. Okay. My name's Jim Browning and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now, okay. Now, you know, uh, which is good. And, and so Honestly, my outgoings, it's $3 a month. It's the lowest Patreon thing. Sort of with him, I don't mind. You know what I mean? Because I've only got one thing coming out of Patreon. You know, it's worse if you're sponsoring nine or ten other podcasts. And, you know, it's all, you know, it just gets to the point for some people that financially that is a strain. And by the time you look at, you know, are you watching Hulu or Netflix or clit flicks or whatever so there's some of the reasons but i would advise people to check out jim browning there are other people who do the same thing but he he's very good at it he's very good at it and unlike my podcast he actually makes the world a better place as opposed to me who just sits here and rants and raves about facebook which most people probably couldn't give two shits about but you should give two shits about it and here's why uh, in my opinion, it is a platform right at the moment that it it needs pulling up. And, it, you know, a lot of people say, yeah, but the problem is just too big and I can't. And, I'm, uh, and why don't you just leave if you hate it that much? And that's a point. Because in the past with right-wing people who've bitched on about Twitter or I've said, hey, it's their platform. They can do what they want. If they've removed, it's their platform. Yeah, but it's like the town square, I tell you. Yeah, I know it's like the town square, but it actually isn't. But where I draw the line is this unvetted advertising that is mostly scams, that are mostly scams, I should say, down to stuff that is downright fucking could be lethal to your health. I'm so sick of seeing various woo pills and the stuff that is on there. And um, this morning, for example, there was a there was one that came up. And we look, we've all seen them, I know. And most people will look and say, "Why don't you just scroll past them?" Mm-hmm, what's your problem? Well, my problem is that when I see one come down and it's using the Channel Nine. Australia logo, or it's purporting itself to be from News Corp, and they're a bunch of... But anyway, um, and it's using their logo to help scam you out of your money. Uh, 
that is what I'm saying. And you might say, as I once said of Alex Jones years ago to someone, oh, come on, no one takes him seriously. Because in the early, the early days of, of Alex Jones, I, I honestly used to watch some of his stuff and I honestly thought it was a comedy. I really did. To me, I just thought, oh, this can't be, oh, come on. He's working his ticket, which I personally actually think he is, but there were people, as we know, and still are, who take him seriously. So, you know, first he used to bullshit a little bit about this or the other, and he'd twist this or bend that, or and he just kept going and going and going, of course, until in the end he's telling parents whose children were shot in a school you're, you're a false agent. You're at your act. You, you turn the frogs gay. Um, you know, when he was first deplatformed all that time ago, I was Mr. Free Speech sort of warrior and working to that adage of, you know, how much do you value, value free speech? Especially once that free speech vehemently d disagrees with everything you stand for. <laughs> And that was a bit of a tussle inside because I thought, well, yeah, well. And, you know, to a certain extent also, you know, people say, well, people were very f offended with that. And, you know, I used to be sort of more over in the camp. Well, you know, if they're offended, you know what? I mean, hey, what do you, what do you, well, fuck, you know? Um, so I, I still cling to that. But at the same time, you know, you've got to look at sometimes what the victims of these things are. And you can call them snowflakes if you want to, because I can't stop you. I can't come over and roll up a sock and put it in your mouth, if you're lucky. Because um, you're just going to say it anyway. Uh, but you do, also, you do also have to tell yourself at the same time, I think I live in a civilised society. Well, I'm fairly sure I do. So sometimes before you just let your mouth go to town, if you'll pardon the expression, especially if I come around, uh, you know, you might actually spare two seconds of thought. Uh, I don't know how I kind of went down this road. Uh, so, yeah, the free of people who've said, of people who've said, you know, but it's their platform. I, and I and I agree in, in terms of being able to speak one's mind. But if that platform is breaching what any other media company would never be allowed to get away with, i.e. what they're advertising on there, because they're not vetting it, and they know most of it's a fucking scam. They're just choosing not to see it, because it's a nice learner! And I'm sure there are probably some of them there, or I'm, reason or I'm guessing, some of them work for Facebook... Probably also think, oh, come on, no one falls for this, surely. We just want to make a, make a few bob. However, and, you know, what was it? P.T. Barnum is credited for saying there's a sucker born every minute, even though actually he didn't say it, it was someone else. Or it was paraphrased from something. But he's the one famous for saying it. Or we could look at the second most popular tattoo that some people get first being carpe diem carpe carpe diem no caveat emptor let the buyer beware but we are living in a civilized society 
So, you know, when you're constantly looking at voodoo scammers and... And they're, look, they're bad enough because you've always had fortune-telling fuckwits. And these guys are just scammers. They're, n- they're nothing else. I mean, in a way, if you're going to go to a voodoo priest or a psychic or a palm reader or any of those things, look, do me a, do me a favour. And I know there's not a voodoo priest on every corner, but there are lots of places that have psychics. And I don't really approve of psychics taking people's money. Unless they clearly, clearly sort of, you know, if it's more of a carnival thing, all right, whatever. But you know what? I would sooner you, if you really, 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 really want to go and see a psychic. Look, why don't you go and see one that lives within, you know, a 25, 50 kilometer radius of, of where you actually live? I would sooner see them get the money because at least they'd spend it back in the community. And at least maybe the psychic there might truly believe they really are psychic and really feel that they're doing you a big, whacking, great favour. Now, I don't completely hold with that. But what I'm saying is, I think that's a better mode than filtering it through Facebook to someone who is just a fucking scammer, especially when they're doing the voodoo priest shit. I've seen... Some, for want of a better word, genuine type psychics advertising on there. And they give an address and all that sort of stuff. And you think, oh, okay. So I might put a comment in there that razzes them up a bit. But I don't report them or or that sort of shit. But, you know, and then, you know, David Kosh or using Channel 9. Or the mobility scooters at almost giveaway prices. For elderly relatives. And the sad thing is, I mean, often it is older people that fall for that shit. You know, they they do fall for that shit. Uh, and when they sit there feeling like fools, a lot of the time people don't report it because they feel like they're going to be an idiot. But now with this whole new layer of, like, Facebook, you can give your money to scammers, they will pull their ad. Because you know what it's like with your feed. When stuff comes through your feed, unless it's from your friends, if it's one of those sort of scammy type things, if you, you know, refresh the feed or whatever, you basically a lot of the time have no way of getting... A lot of the time you can't get back to that thing. You can't always find it. And the other thing I, I suspect that they're big on, and it's just my suspicion... Zuck, don't call your lawyers out just yet. Although you should remember the McLeibel case because two humble people fucking brought McDonald's to account. There's also one where there are comments on some of those hokey-type feeds. And it's funny how often the little spinning ball comes into play and, you know most relevant comments, all comments, some comments, and they mysteriously kind of disappear and come back. And I don't know, I think, and that's just my opinion, but I think it's all part of the same thing to keep you a bit kind of doped out and goodness knows what else. And maybe maybe they hope more people won't have a bug up their ass like me who are really pissed off about it 
who are looking kind of in a way of saying, well, yeah, okay, I know they're a massive Goliath, but surely, you know, surely. Because I think they toe the line, believe it or not, This is and this is just my opinion, in a way I think they toe the line less than what Murdoch's mob do. Um, you know, I was really in two minds when Facebook were going to be shaken down by Murdoch's mob because ordinary users like me paste stories in there from news content, you know, which is actually doing Murdoch a whack and great favour because if you click on the link, you're going to their page and either it's blocked behind a paywall, uh, you know, or it's free, but they can entice you to become a subscriber. So I see... I saw no reason as to why Facebook should have given those news outlets even a penny. Because the news outlets, if they were really sick of it, could have just made their whole site behind a paywall, uh, bar a few measly little stories, like real measly little things. And then that stops the problem, doesn't it? Because then Facebook are like, well, you know, and eventually if that was the case for all of that news, people would stop pasting the urls in there so i really saw no reason as to why facebook really should have given the dinosaur fucking media anything i'm not a fan of either of them but i think in 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 recent times facebook is just i can't see like i said any other media outlet not coming under absolute fucking stuck for some of those ads you know because the regulators can do something about it, because Murdoch has an Australian office, you know what I mean? Each newspaper, thin though they are, have real people that are pretty easy to contact. And meanwhile, Facebook is, is enjoying, in my generation and older, the boomers, I think, you know, a bit of a growth in the more moderate type people. <laughs> I'm calling myself moderate. <laughs> No, I'm saying, we, you know, we're not right-wing rednecks. Most of those guys have fucked off to other platforms. Uh, but Facebook is now making it a point, I think, with people who are more to the left, which I have become more and more over the few years. They're also really, you know, we're kind of sitting there going, I'm fucking sick of this. So I, I have started a look around to see what... Anyway, let's... I've been sidetracked, and I'm sorry about that, and I will now go back to the statement. This is why... This is why the podcast that I only run for an hour takes three hours. <coughs> Where was I? I don't even remember now. Oh, gosh. Have I, what have I done? What? Oh, dear. What have I done? I've moved it down. 29 days of my posts being pushed down further in the feed because I reposted a Facebook-sanctioned ad that used porn to sell fake Viagra pills, I said to them. Untested pills are potentially dangerous or lethal to someone's health. If a victim is quote-unquote lucky, maybe the pill scammers <coughs> will send nothing and keep the money. Anything is possible with the glut of scam advertising Facebook is proud to display. Do you think I'm warming? Do you think I'll, they'll be warming to me if, if they ever read this, which they won't? But please, you must share this around. 
not just for me. Think of all the grandmas and people that are, have been built out of their savings. I mean, because some of them, you know, your grandparents. They love David Kosh. <clears throat> oh, he would never do me wrong. Koshy, I love him. Oh, I love him. So the problem is, you know, they're seeing all these things and wondering. It's terrible. It's just despicable. I mean, so see-through. I agree, but you've got to realise it's... It's like having an open manhole cover in, in a way in the street, on the footpath or sidewalk, as you Americans, and saying, well, it's pretty bloody obvious. You could see the cap was over to one side. And if you're looking properly and not staring off at your phone or looking up in the trees, you would have seen the hole in the footpath sidewalk. So it's obvious. Some people are stupid. Yes, some people are. But they need to be protected under the law as well. And it's about time we started applying this law to Facebook. And they can do a sweep with all the other social media platforms. And it can just be, if your feed is coming into our country, we demand that all advertising is vetted by people, like real human beings, in your company before you are putting them to air. And if we get several infringements, we're going to come and we're going to find out what the heck is going on. And legislatively, we will have fucking teeth. You know, because you guys, a lot of the time, you get fined a few million. It's nothing to you. Well, guess what we're going to do? We're going to find out your yearly income, whether you're paying tax or not. And that's another story. But we are going to tailor these fines to suit and get ready, you better lawyer up, because we mean it, okay? We mean it. Right? Thank you. Anything that contradicts advertising standards in our country will now apply to you. If I ruled the world, every man would say the world was his friend. There'd be happiness that no man could end. Not if I ruled the world. Isn't it a shame? All my references are just even pre my own birth. And if I had to sing that to a modern day tune, I'd be fucked in the face. I really just now and again need to put on top 40 radio and just, you know, subject myself to it. I'm sure there must be some things there that are good. It can't all be bad. Cat will be naughty. I don't want to sound like one of those old cunts, you know. It's like, if I even if I don't like young people's music, I am not going to write letters and try and get their concerts cancelled and harsh their mellow, mellow. And yes, I would have pill testing at what the fuck is this? I would have pill testing facilities. Ah, oh, there's my son. Oh, my son, my son. I found a leather bag in an op shop for him that he's been looking for. One of those ones that has partitions. He was looking at it for one for a long time. And I saw one today in the op shop. And I thought, go on, I'll take a chance. It cost me $30, but his birthday's coming up. Here, have this second-hand thing for your birthday. Uh, now I've got to tell him, does it have shoulder straps? Uh, no, but... Oh, this is too hard. Oh, it's going to stop the podcast. I'll be, I won't remember where I was. So the listeners will have absolutely... They'll say, well, yeah, what's so different? No shoulder. Why is the S popping up now and it won't go down? 
been taking Viagra, has it? Oh, come on. And I can't really see it because my eye... My eyes are not what they used to be. No shoulder straps. Could be altered, I shall put. Could be... Altered. Gosh, you know, if it wasn't for Spellchecker, as I say, people... People would realise truly what a fucking moron I am. Now he'll keep you watch. He'll keep doing it now. Not to tell him I'm doing the podcast. He must be on lunch or something. I think they start school holidays on Monday. Already today, at the end of today. The fact that Facebook doesn't vet its advertising prior to publishing has become so apparent that Facebook is now a sleaze pit. Did I read that already? I might have. Oh, victim, yes. Untested pills. They may keep the money, which either way it shows along with a myriad of scams, Facebook uh, doesn't take action, nor is interested in any form of duty of care when it comes to making money. Oh, let's make lots of money. I've got the looks and a big fat gut. Let's make lots of money. Where did I just put that? Oh, oh. Oh, oh, there it is. Facebook conducts itself as if it's having a going-out-of-business fire sale. In my opinion, the numbers of genuine advertising posts have fallen dramatically. No wonder. If I ran a legitimate business, I wouldn't want my ads rubbing shoulders with scammers who are out to rob people. And I hope when they're reading it, they read it like that, so emotively, you know. This bloke writes a good letter, doesn't he, whoever he is? I like this. Let's see eye to eye with this fella. Facebook happily takes advantage of the elderly who are vulnerable to fake ads, offering disability scooters at giveaway prices. Then there are the ads that show the fake elderly people close to death, promising to give away their fortune to the right Facebook victim. Which is true. They use stock standard pictures, too, that they pinch. Of people with tubes up their noses. <laughs> a beautiful old scam. Now brought back to life thanks to Facebook, obviously. Because you remember in the earlier days of the internet too, your email was really like everything to you. You know, people would send you all sorts of stuff. Here's a, here's a, here's a laugh. Uh, before there was, um, you know, things like Facebook and MySpace. So for me, I know my emails, they're settled right down. So I guess with these old email scams, like, you know, the one, the old person who's trying to give you all their money, they've got to move it across, don't they? Move it on over, shake it on over. Move over, little scammer, because the big scam's moving in. La da 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 do 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 she come on da 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 do 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 in reality, these scams have been around a long time, and Facebook delights in making profits from these scammers and, in effect, cares nothing for the victims. <laughs> you moustache twirling. You can see me in a top hat and a cape, the villain of the piece. There he is, Zuckerberg, twirling his dandy dick moustache. I've lost count of how many crypto scams, although actually, but I've been writing them down in a book. I got 9,257 so far, and that's just this month. 
I've lost count of the many crypto scams that illegally use well-known celebrity or politicians' images or fake pages claiming to be mainstream media to fleece people of their money. Facebook sits back and it enjoys the profits. <laughs> like a room full of Monty Burns's. Does anyone still watch The Simpsons? I stopped watching it, I think, about 12 years ago. Oh, they was very funny in them days. In my opinion, Facebook is now worse than the onslaught of telephone scammers. Phone scammers are difficult to stamp out, but Facebook can fix this problem, the scam problem, by doing some diligent housework, housekeeping. I think Facebook has no intention to do so. There isn't a TV or radio station or newspaper that would run advertising without vetting its content first. Facebook needs to be brought to account by legislation in Australia, forcing it to examine its advertising prior to posting, and if it is found to be in breach of these of the new laws... <laughs> I'll make the trains run on time. Facebook should be punished, and not with a safe word. For a communication platform, it lacks communication with its viewers. I was pun punitively punished for my actions to show, a f to show Facebook has a problem. If I get an apology because I've stirred up the dust, it will be nothing more than lip service, in my opinion. I should have sent it in with a laughter track, shouldn't I, really? Facebook has a long journey to win any respect from me. As if I, as if I really matter. However, an apology is what I demand. <laughs> and to have the 29-day feed punishment removed forthwith. I also deserve some other form of remuneration. This is getting cheeky. Maybe they can buy me a coffee. Uh, remuneration... F <laughs> I got to this bit and I thought, ah, oh, fuck it, put it in. you got to have some sport with them. These people are humorless, you understand. They're humorless. They don't... They don't function in the same zone that the majority of their audience does. You know, they're all young whippersnappers who've had a taste of power for the first time in their life. And they want to tell us old fucking assholes what we can and can't do. This is like it is the, the equivalent of going to the pictures, the cinema, and being displeased. Well, nowadays, they will call you a Karen for that, which, I, as I say, I feel very sorry for the people named Karen. <clears throat> uh, where was I? And only to find when you say, I demand manager! Thanks, Roddy Root. Manager! He's got fucking hits. He burps, he farts, he's scratching his ass. Only to find that the manager is a 16-year-old doing their school holiday job. <clears throat> and this is what I believe Facebook has sort of become, if you want my honest opinion. They think us old people deserve it. I've been paid with my sciatica. Oh, look, it says here's a cream that cures sciatica, thrombosis, myxomatosis... Hemorrhoidosis, multiple sedosis. That actually is a YouTube video. Multiple sedosis, sedosis. It was a guy called Sid, and he. You should check it. Check it out. Multiple sedosis, or whatever it is, because Sid 
made this video back in the days when you had to do it with film, and he made this. It was wonderful what he did, and he recorded all the sound on a sound on sound reel to reel. It only took him fucking five years or whatever it was to finish it or whatever, and that that process now could be done using a copy of Vegas video editing. That two year, three year, whatever he did, you could do it probably in about. Three days. Five, if you wanted to do it properly. <clears throat> Multiple sedosis. Look it up. It's it's very clever. Very clever. Whatever happened to the good old days? That's what I say. You remember when I saw what I saw one meme that was quite. Look, I'm not. I'm not actually. That meant back in the old days, remember when you could call someone 47 times to prank them and no one ever knew it was you? I'm not calling for the end of Facebook, although I am starting to seriously want to find another platform, but we'll go into that. I'm not calling for its death. It's it's a very good idea. But it's just that it at, but it's just at the moment it's 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 being treated like it's in a depressed suburb in a huge sort of like red light drug infested district well what's so bad about that <laughs> you lived right near St Kilda I did yes and it was fun I agree not every metaphor bears close examination but I'm just saying it's run like a slum dog slum dog millionaire that was a movie but it is it's just a sleaze pit with none of the fun of, like, being in a real red-light district. <sighs> if you catch my meaning. Do you catch my meaning? I'll think you catch my meaning. They deserve to treat their users better, is my opinion. I know there's a balance between advertising, but you need to treat the users better. Facebook, you, you are not immune to becoming a dinosaur. Look at look at MySpace sometime. If I could port all of my friends, all the people I know, in my friends list over to another platform, I would gladly do it and then just post on two platforms. I I just think it would be really nice to find the other platform and I, and so I'm in a quest for that. But I'm not really here to shut Facebook down. I just think they should be answerable. And, and they, it's bad because they don't care. They seriously don't care if some old guy buys fake Viagra and then fucking turns their toes up. It'll, it'll, it's nothing to do with us. And yes, maybe he could have found the advertising elsewhere, but he found it with you. Made me tired this week. Uh, for the time I've spent trying to bring about remuneration, for the time I've spent in an effort to bring around positive change, pigs might fly, brackets in brackets. And now catch this. This is one of those defining moments that I truly hate. This is like when Johnny Depp and Amber Heard were still a, a thing, a, a couple. Um... Depper heard. I don't know. You know, remember people put their two names together? Uh, 
Dipper Herd, and they came to it. They come to Australia, and um, they brought their little doggies, and their doggies were cute and they were lovely. But it, the the attitude that they both gave was, "Oh, fuck you, Aussies, man! I'm a fucking movie star. I'm a movie star. She's a movie star. Yeah, he's a movie star. I'm a movie star." We shouldn't have to lower ourselves. Well, yes, you should, because there are laws, quarantining-type laws. And so I found myself having to agree with the beetrooter. Barnaby Joyce. I found myself in complete agreement with Barnaby Joyce, who was the minister for such things at the time. And I thought, you see? See what you've done? Well, the final um, paragraph, or second final paragraph, of my tome... <clears throat> Australian, ma- Australia, Australian, ma- Australian mining magnate, magnate Andrew Forrest, and you, you know how I do not like Andrew Forrest. I do not like him. I do not trust him. I think his efforts, when it came to that horrid card, would have done far more harm to people than good. Something about one of the richest persons in the country who mines all the minerals that, well, technically belong to the... Well, not technically, they do belong to the indigenous people of the land. You've got very wealthy out of such things. I I know, I won't go into it, but when he started telling the poorest, most vulnerable people that he wanted to withhold... Oh, don't. And then to say, I've got Mindaroo. Mindaroo's a charity. And then when I heard his wife, I heard, did I tell you about this? I probably did. His wife was on a panel with other people, because obviously she's part of Mindaroo as well. And they were on with Virginia Trioli, and then, the, and then they were saying part of the, this is, this is a sort of, you know, the right-wing nice women of the country. We feel we should give something back. And this, they had some panel for something, and... It's like, yeah, and like all those people, you're going to make sure we know about it, don't we? I prefer some of the philanthropy that comes from, and I will say from the US sometimes, of very wealthy type people who contribute to things and choose to stay anonymous. That is true philanthropy. I don't collect bloody stamps. All right, shut up over there. So I don't agree, and I didn't agree that day on the panel when I'm pretty sure it was his wife. I might be wrong. It may be one of the other. But the discussion came up about how much they were helping women escape domestic violence. And I thought, oh, man, I would love to just throw a question at this point into this, which would have been to Mrs. Forrest. All right, yeah, she's famous. Well, you shouldn't just judge her because she, and they were saying just because she's Andrew Forrest's wife, but I genuinely can't remember her name. Um, you know, who's part of Mindaroo and and said how much help they had been to women escaping domestic women and children escaping domestic violence. <coughs> and I thought, oh boy, that's where I would have loved to have said really, and that includes the one that you the ones you put on the cashless card. You know, who then who are trying to escape domestic violence, etc. But with domestic violence often comes ep- economic violence where their partners already try and withhold money from them. But even under those circumstances, they might be able to get a little nest egg together so when they escape, you know, 
they'll have a bit of folding. Well, if they're on the cashless card, that's not as possible, is it? That's something you, you people didn't really think through, is what I'm going to have to say to you sitting there on that panel. I'm going to just accuse you of not thinking things through, as opposed to saying, I don't think you could have given two fucks about that, because that is such an obvious thing that you highfalutin, minderutin people should have really taken into account. That, but look, that's just my opinion. I don't want Zuckerberg suing me and Andrew Forrest at the same time. That'd be a great little threesome, wouldn't it? Because Forrest has taken him to task and he'd be taking me to task and then they'd both be taking me to task and... <laughs> oh, I've been fucked by two millionaires. Yep, haven't we all? Billionaires, I should say. Australian mining magnate Andrew Forrest commenced criminal rather than civil action in the courts against Facebook for unauthorised use of his image. This shows how desperate I am. Okay, <laughs> this, is the, this is the next Barnaby Joyce moment. For use of his image in Facebook-approved crypto scam advertising. I hope he's successful in bringing Facebook to heel. The world would be a better place if he wins. Oh! <laughs> Oh, it hurt when I was writing it. It hurts even more when I'm reading it. I stand him. But, I, but thank goodness that he's finally, he's doing, uh, I hope he hasn't pulled the plug on it, because he wants to do them criminally, which really, they said, if he's successful, it's it could go a long way to, to giving them shit, because... There could be executives, executives who potentially could face jail terms because of it. Oh, anyway, I don't have a sell to sell to the, a sell to sell to the devil now. I've already sold it. Oh. There's no point reporting scam ads to Facebook or blocking them. It achieves nothing. Until Facebook is forced by law to... And by this stage, the thing had already cut out and I couldn't do the rest because it had already cut me short. See, they don't give you a chance to speak for yourself. They think they're dealing with, like, banjo picket... Sorry, shouldn't say that. Um, Knuckle-dragging redneck types who write to say, You're fucked! That's your problem! Zuckerberg's a cunt! And so that's what they're hoping for, to keep it well under 2,000 words. Letters. Uh, it achieves nothing until they're forced by law to act. The situation will not approve. Signed, Mrs. Mildred Pierce, wife of Colonel Potter in MASH. What? No gravy? This time we didn't forget the gravy! Looked like just an angel. Of the night bird. Oh, so I, I had the machine turned off for a minute there. I was trying to conduct me thoughts. I went to see the doctor yesterday. The pain specialist doctor. Uh, so I, he said, well, so how's it gone? How's it been? Uh, so, well, I would have seen you last week. I had to rush me mother off to the emergency. Oh, how is she? She's sort of his patient too now. So anyway, he said, well, I shall 
write you three prescription, three repeats for your medical marijuana oil. Says, how have you found it? And I said, oh, you know, quite good there. I said, you know. So, well, I was taking this much. Oh, no, that's too much, he said. That might explain, by the way, the last podcast I was kind of like, hey, hey, baby. I said, well, they didn't write it on the bottle. He said, well, I wrote it on the prescription. So he said, no, try this much. Oh, thank you. I shall. Um, and then he wrote me the prescriptions, and I took them to the pharmacia. Almost got cleaned up by one of those guys... You know those cabin sort of, I don't know, Toyota big vehicles? Just came flying out in reverse. And if I hadn't swerved onto the other side of the road and planted it, he'd have cleaned out my front guard and the passenger door. Anyway, that's not the point. The point, because I hate that shopping centre, because the disabled spots are the furthest away from the chemist you could possibly make it. Even though there's a door, right, you can get right into the chemist. Close, if you get one of the other spots, but they're so hard to get, and none of them are disability spots. I was going round and round and round. And now I was lucky enough to find one near enough, but not just before this guy nearly fucking cleaned me up. Bastard. I'm sure you don't care about those things. And the pharmacist said, yes, we're keeping more stocks of them now. So we don't run out as often. I think quite often they run out, and I guess there must be some people give them a bit bloodier. What do you mean it's run out? My medicine! Calms me down, for fuck's sake! Probably. Where was I? Well, so I... Um, so today I put out there, what are some other platforms, before I move on to my stories that I've actually had put away for today? But I've got to go with the, you know, the modern stuff, man. I'm giving you the best of it here. I give it to you good, huh? So someone suggested MeWe. MeWe is a global social media and social networking service owned by the S. Gropples. The Scropples. A company based in Los Angeles, California. California, here I come. This time I'll be political, politically correct. When the song is done, I'll throw out all my Al Jolson records, especially on the ones where he's on blackface on the cover. Oh dear, throw it away. Do you know, as a little kid, I honestly thought he was African-American. But I was little. I didn't know. I, I never saw him without... Because my parents had a record or two. And we had 78 RPMs, but they didn't have pictures on them. So I actually honestly thought he was African-American. Imagine, imagine my shock one day when I saw a picture of him. Uh, pictured here is Mr. Al Jolson. That's not Al Jolson! You want to make a bit? Oh, it was. La-da-dee-da-da-da-da-da. Everything seems lovely when you start to roam. My dad used to love Al Jolson. But he was born in 1926, so you've got to expect a bit of that, don't you? California. 
La da da Due to concerns surrounding possible pro-China censorship of Facebook, the site also gained popularity in Hong Kong. Okay. <clears throat> was in my first other. Isn't that the Chinese one? Me we? That's their. But no, it isn't. The site interface, which I've since gone on and had a look at, and I put in my email. It said this email is already in use. So for some reason. I must have been there at some point and registered an account. But you know what? I have no recollection of doing it whatsoever, but I must have done it. The site interface similar to Facebook, although the service describes itself as anti-Facebook. Due to its focus on data privacy. I thought, hello, hello. I thought, hello. There's got to be something going on here. Features dual cameras and things. I'm not going to read that paragraph because it's too boring. Although they do have a traditional Chinese language version in that paragraph that I wasn't going to read. Look at that. Oh, by the end of the year. Excuse me. Under base and content. United States... It's compulsory for you to carry a gun! Although MeWe has not intentionally positioned itself as a social network for conservatives, uh-oh! Mashable noted in November 2020 that its active user base trends conservative. The, well, it's only because there's not a bunch of us lefty fucking ratbags over there. Can you imagine if we just moved over there? Well, there goes... Hey! <laughs> hey, Pauline! <laughs> there goes the neighborhood! For you know it, they're going to be playing guitars and singing, uh, what's his name, Woody Guthrie songs? This land is your land. This land is my land. God damn it! That's communism! From California to the New York Island, on the Gulf Stream water. No, to the Gulf Stream water. This land was made for you and me, but not those lefty bastards. Not those Trump-denying ones. He was a gift from God, I tell you. I always thought we should have dubbed Donald Trump Foghorn Leghorn. Because I can't tell them apart, apart from the southern accent. If Trump did the southern accent, he would be Foghorn Leghorn. And and if this if this hearing that I've been enjoying it, I'm I'm halfway through the latest one. This this hearing, and and that leads to criminal charges. I honestly believe whatever they give, however long he gets in jail. Before he goes there, he should have to put on a foghorn leghorn outfit if he wants to get two years off his sentence and he has to run down the main street of somewhere. Doing, I, say, I say, boy, I say, I say, boy, I got it wrong. I got it wrong, I tell you. And running after him with a bucket and spade clearing up the shit should be Rudolph Gi- Giuliani. Is it Rudolph? It is Rudolph. Rudolph Giuliani, Rudolph the Giuliani, had a very drunken nose. <clears throat> the platform's choice not to moderate misinformation on the platform 
has attracted conservatives who felt that... Uh, this is from Wikipedia. Did I tell you this? I probably did. Uh, mainstream uh, conservatives who felt mainstream social networks were censoring their posts. JFK is alive. He is the president and he will be handing over to Donald Trump. What's the matter with you people? You got the bo- trouble with you people is you've had the wool pulled over your eyes for far too long. So I don't know. I think a lot of us need to go over there. I think we should go over there in our in our tens of thousands and just take it over. You know, you know, free childcare, uh, free education in schools, chance to be retrained at any time in your life should your uh, should your career come to an end. You know, universal health cover. Can you imagine? We could we could cruise in there and just we could set up a what is it a Planned Parenthood uh, on every street corner over at uh, Miwi. May we? Yes, we may. I say the time has come. So I know with my 56 listeners that should I decide to not chicken out and go ahead with it, that at least five of you might consider coming over with me. Not that I necessarily want to shut my Facebook platform down. I don't. But if I could replicate my 355 friends and rapidly falling, and they were over there on that platform as well, friends with me, which is, that's the price they have to pay. Um, yes, can you imagine? We should all do it so that, because, you know, now someone I know again has got like 30 days and, and so many of my friends have all had a Jalen at some point or another. And pretty much most of them are kind of left leaning. So, you know, what's to stop us going over to MeWe and just saying, well, fuck it, we're here, you know? We shall overcome, we shall overcome, we shall, it's not very varied in its words, is it? We shall overcome someday. Or, you know, you could just have another beer and say, fuck it, I'll do it later. I'll do it later. Who've been banned from platforms. MeWe is considered the alt tech platform. MeWe's loose moderation <laughs> has made it popular among conspiracy theorists. We could go over and fucking shit them. You know that, don't you? We could just go over there and do it. Just post our things. Let them bring it on, I say. But you leave your guns at the door. Thank you very much. Just like in Support Your Local Sheriff with James Garner. Boys, when you come into town, you're going to be... It's, that's Walter Spear, Walter Brennan, isn't it? Yeah. Boys, I want you to just... The funny movie, that one. And they all come into town and they have to check their guns at the edge of town because the new sheriff doesn't want no business. Although there was something particularly cruel in that movie, but they used to do that sort of stuff in them's days. It's the one where he puts a tripwire because they all come in lawless on their horses and he pulls the tripwire and all the horses go tumbling down. 
Now, I'm fairly sure back when that movie was made, there weren't too many people working safety with the horses. It looked pretty bad, actually. It was funny, you know, when I was a kid. It was hilarious. None of us thought. You know, or a bit like watching a movie Milo and Otis with the cute puppy and the kitten, and there was like 50, 57 kittens all died and, you know, as many little puppies. They just found a shitload of them that looked looked um, identical, and then one would die or drown or get eaten by a wolf or stepped on by accident. They'd just replace it. And everyone saw the movie. Oh, isn't that sweet? No, not if you know, not if you really knew what went on behind the scenes. Dudley Moore would be turning in his grave if he was alive today. I miss Dudley. I miss Peter Cook, too. Oh, that was wonderful back in them days. Has become conspiratorial theory alternatives, including proponents of the far-right QAnon conspiracy theory. Oh, God, what a neighbourhood we've got to move into if we go there. Oh, my God. Which was banned from Facebook in 2020. And the stop the steal, you got to stop counting those votes. We were ahead by a long way. <laughs> we will build a wall. 11,000 votes. That's all I'm looking for. You gotta keep searching, searching. Stop and seal conspiracy theory relating to the 2020 presidential elections. According to Rolling Stone, MeWe has played host to general communities related to music and travel, but it's also become a haven for anti-vaxxers. Oh boy, oh boy. Sounds cool. Still, are you a proponent for free speech or not? Well, I don't know with anti-vaxxers, because people die as a result of listening to them. I suppose there's probably then you've got to be you've got to be louder, don't you? You can't win them all. According to Megan Squire. Groups belonging to the Boogaloo movement began using the platform after their removal from um, Facebook. Oh, who are they? The Boogaloo movement, whose adherents are referred to as the Boogaloo Boys or the Boogaloo Boys, a loosely brained, sorry, a loosely organised far right anti government extremist movement in the United States. It's getting to a point when I hear so much of this is that I think to myself, gosh, and we think Afghanistan's a bit shitty. Little little Taliban's popping up everywhere. Little Taliban's. I got a gun. It has been also described as a militia, really. Adherents say they are preparing for or to seeking the incitement and overthrowing and pushing and shoving and bad things like January the 6th. All right, I don't... Oh, I don't know. I don't think we can... Oh, hang on a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, hang on. Wait a minute. 
shortly after 2020 and uh, blah, 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 me, we, waves of sign-ups from the Trump supporters following the crackdowns on the election-related misinformation, blah, blah, blah. MeWe at that point was the second most uh, downloaded free app on the App Store. Behind its fellow alt-tech network, Parler. We remember Parler. They got flung, didn't they? Didn't they? Because they were using one of the main cable channels thing. So they got bumped and then they had to go and make up new ones. I don't know if they ever did. However, Mashable noted MeWe's practice of creating accounts on behalf of users and businesses who were not on the site, all right, may have served to uh, the amount of inactivity on the platform. Oh. So Mashable's another one, isn't it? MeWe and the other alt-tech networks spiked in, pos- um, in popularity January 6, 21, after the storming of the Capitol. Though this subsided shortly after, with downloads falling more than 80%. And 81% of Americans still believe in God. And everyone was cheering, they were going, That's the lowest it's ever been! Fuck me, that's still an awfully high number. That is an awfully high number of people whose morals and judgment, better judgment, can be completely um, fucked with and make them do horrible things, believing they're doing something good. Hmm. God wants you to do it. He whispered in my ear, so you can be with me in heaven, baby. On January 2221, on January 2221, that's what it says. On January 20, on January... On January, January, sick and tired, you've been hanging on me. You make me sad with you. On January 22, 2021, MeWe CEO said in in, in an interview with NPR that MeWe is serious about putting limits on what people can say. And that he does not like sites where anything goes. Glamps of stockings looked on as something shocking. Now Facebook plays pornos. Anything goes. Describing such sites as disgusting. He also said that MeWe would be hiring more moderation staff in coverage. In the coverage. NPR noted that MeWe's stated rules are still far more lax than Facebook or Twitter, and that MeWe had not yet banned banned groups dedicated to QAnon. Um, I don't know now, do you? In Hong Kong, MeWe gained popularity. In Hong Kong, in Hong Kong. Was that the doorbell? No, that was Hong Kong. Fooey, number one super guy. Oh, the cartoons what we used to watch back in them days, eh? In Hong Kong, in November 2020, with users migrating from Facebook due to concerns with possible pro-China censorship and moderation. 
The popularity of MeWe in Hong Kong has been attributed to the city's suspicion of any restraint on free speech after the Chinese government imposed significant restrictions on the expression of dissent following the 2019-20 protests, including the Hong Kong National Security Law. MeWe communities in Hong Kong generally reflect everyday life interests with social media consultants in Hong Kong reporting they have not seen any extremist content in the communities they manage. Right. And they probably do really have a reason to kick up in Hong Kong, don't they? So what, they're not grizzling about having to put up with those fucking cunts in the Chinese Communist Party? Well, they're not all cunts. I'm sure some of them are probably very nice people, but the uh, ethos and the way that... They run, I'm sorry. I have nothing <coughs> nothing in my heart against the Chinese people, but the Chinese Communist Party are a pack of assholes. They all are, though, aren't they? It doesn't matter. You know, they'd purport to be left-wing. They're just totalitarian. Whether it's... Um, whether it's... Um, whatever. So I got sidetracked there. Maynard just put a thing on my thing. Do, 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 do. That was funny. I put Facebook alternatives and thoughts, please. And he put yelling in a field. What if you had a megaphone? You'd probably go further, wouldn't you? That's why the lady is a tramp. Hello, Maynard. Maybe you'll listen back to this, Maynard, and then you'll see when you put the thing on and that I saw it. And then for a brief second I thought, oh, maybe I could call him and tap him in, but I realised, oh, no, it's all too much like hard work. Or is it? Should we do it? I don't know. Can I do it? I suppose I can. But he might not be free to talk. We have Vaz off making you talk, said the Swiss watchmaker. What am I doing here? And the problem is, to tap it in on the phone, right, I have to pull this iPhone out of this oh, like protective holder because when you have the oh for God's sake son of a bitch certainly protects the phone you can't get the bugger out um, because there it is 100 success 100 success 100 percent success hang on now I've got to pull this wire across from here I don't know why I'm doing oh no that's the wrong one is it this one? This one. Has it got an adapter thingy on it? Because when it's in the case, you can't plug a normal headphone jack thing in it. Because it's too fat, just like me. How you naughty! You, you sin, sinful woman! I'm now padding for time whilst I find what channel the phone is on. How long has it been since he called me? If I go down the list, will I find him down there? Oh, God, this is so spontaneous, you know. And you'll be sitting there now going, oh, I hope he's going to talk. He might not. I might just get the, sorry, Maynard here. Fuck off. Maynard, Maynard, Maynard. It says he's mobile here. Let's see if he's mobile. Do you do... Can you noise? There you go, that's good. There you go, that's something. Thank you. 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 Thank you.
thousand dollars down. Don't exaggerate. The person you are calling is not available. Oh, shut the fuck up. Oh, okay, let's do it. Hey, Maynard! You just posted on my page 241 and I'm right smack dab in the middle of recording the podcast, you see. So call me back if you want to be on it. I've already tapped you in. They're already hearing this. Come here! Hang on, I need to hang up on him now. How do you do that? Oh, there we go. Well, that was fun, wasn't it? And now it's going to buzz at me because I've wiggled one of the loose wires and now I'm going to hear buzzing. When I'm feeling sad and lonely and there's no one else around I take out my favourite piece of plastic and really go to town on me me and my vibrator my little massage machine makes me feel like a queen I love to turn you on and no guessing that Rupert Murdoch and Jerry Hall have bit the dust. Well, kind of metaphorically speaking. And in other ways, not. Um, yes. Yes. Someone said, well, was it reason for divorce? What was it? Oh, you know those memes. She was angry at him for living too long. It was something like that. It was probably worded a bit more funny than the pathetic attempt. ABC 7. Chicago. Oh, hang on. Oh, look, this is, this is good. This is good. Is there? Oh, there are words. Hang on. Wait a minute. Let me turn this up. Let me switch it on. Come on. They suspect someone is drunk. Police can use a breathalyzer. But no such device hang has on, proven Hang on. Wait a minute. Let, wait a minute. Let's go back to the start. No, don't do that. At DUI checkpoints across the state, police are seeing an increase in the number of drivers getting behind the wheel stoned. Well, According to the California Highway Patrol, driving under the influence of marijuana arrests have increased 31%. Eh, man, that's like Chichen Chang. They always drove around shit-faced, didn't they? In the ice cream machine that was at both old joints. And injuries relating to people driving under the influence Ouch. of marijuana has increased 102% since recreational cannabis was legalized. But determining how stoned a driver is has eluded police. If they suspect someone is drunk... They usually do it by... Uh, they had the old days, the old stand-up hacky comics, when they tested you to see if you were stoned, if they pulled you over before the days of testing. And what did they do? They offered you uh, a bag of donuts. I got donuts. Oh, well, man, yeah. Okay, you're bent. Drunk, police can use a breathalyzer, but no such device has proven itself useful for cannabis consumption. What about a bomb? You cannabis consumption? Yes, it has. There has been a device for cannabis consumption that's been better. A vaporizer, a bong. <coughs> you can find THC in breath, and that requires some extraordinarily sensitive tools, but when you can find it, then you know that the person used very, very recently. THC is the psychoactive component in cannabis that makes you high Triple and can impair a driver's reaction. Dr. Mike Lynn is an emergency room physician and reserve deputy sheriff. And never goes to work stoned. 
and probably never drive stone. You shouldn't drive stone. I, I will not make fun of that. You should not do that. If you're wasted, man, get an Uber or just stay where you are and just stay stoned or drunk. He is also the founder of Oakland-based Hound Labs, makers of the world's first breathalyzer to measure recent marijuana use and alcohol in breath. Now, that, that's, now, there's a, now there's a coincidence. Hound Labs worked with UCSF on this study published last month. It concluded that THC can be found in breath. We found cool. THC in all 20 test subjects, and what was really interesting is that the THC peaked at about 15 minutes, and then it went out of the breath within two to three hours. Dr. Lin says now that cannabis is legal in California, tests that check for it in things such as hair are less useful for law enforcement. Don't Instead, cut my hair, police man. are more concerned if you're high at the time of arrest, not so much your marijuana use in the past three months. We find THC in breath, it means the person smoked in the last couple of hours. What if, the, what if they ate it though? It's only gonna detect it if it's small. What if, what if you had a hash brown, man? That'd be good if McDonald's did that for hash browns. A regular hash brown is only $2.50. What about one of those other hash browns? Uh, about 15 bucks. It's choice, bro. It's choice. What now? Hound Lab's oh. own road tests show that the first two to three hours is the period when a driver is at greatest risk for being impaired. Dr. Lin says this new data could help clear people who are suspected of being high, but not. And the good thing is that if it's not in your breath, then you're very unlikely to have used uh, recently. Hound Labs recently not secured $30 million dollars in funding to accelerate manufacturing and will begin rolling out their breath tests to several law enforcement agencies around the state by the end of the year. Dion uh, Lim, ABC7 News. There you go. I didn't have to read that for you, did I? Because now I don't see that uh, anything I read here is not going to be what they already said. I don't think that's going to work. A celebration tonight as the Metropolitan Peace Academy sends all right, new graduates. All right, shut up! Um, yeah, no, I don't think so. Because, as I said, what happens if they didn't smoke it? You didn't think of that, did you? Because you're a very straight person and you've never hung around with undesirables. If you knew that straight away... So I don't know how they're going to really test for it. There must be something, surely. Surely. We can lick this problem, can't we? <laughs> Unhygienic, but fun. Now, I don't know whether to pause, pause, yeah, pause for it. a moment no, pause and it. go Definitely. and fill up my glass with refreshing water. <laughs> That's what you say. Yes, perhaps I'll do that. Ah, so that was the story. That, yes, and I don't know if I finished um, telling you. But when I filled out the prescription at the other chemist for the second bottle, they also didn't write the directions on there. Still, just take as for the physician. Listen, how can you expect me to remember all of that? I can't remember what day it is most of the time. Other things that jumped out at me during this period. When I was emailing fucking shitloads of radio stations all over the globe... Uh, which, uh, did I tell you somewhere in, I think I probably told you, um, yeah, I did. <coughs> Station played one of my songs. I went back over the lists and double checked them because I found a better list that was more comprehensive so that I didn't miss out on anything. And this is, this is, I saw this in Griffith, 
New South Wales, there's a radio, a community radio station. And if you grew up in Australia and you're about my age, every time someone says Griffith, most people think, oh, yes, that's where they used to grow all the marijuana, wasn't it, in the 1970s or whatever, during our most colourful political period. And the next thing your mind goes to, if you're Australian, is you remember the anti-drugs campaigner Donald Mackay, or Mackay. And he was going to clean up the town of Griffith, uh, which later the underbelly story covered um, Robert Trimboli and that, who owned orchards of oranges, but was also growing the green, green grass at home back in the day's before hydro setups, really, it was all grown outside. And, um, and we had a very colourful politician known as Al Grasby, who was Minister for Ethnic Affairs. And he, you know, used to go into bat for the people of Griffith and other people of Italian descent at a time where we were coming to terms with our multicultural, multicultural, I'd like to buy the world a coconut and furnish it with love. So he was always sort of going into, into bat for that sort of stuff. Turned out after his death that he'd actually been taking bribes throughout that whole thing and was as crooked as all fuck. But at the time, he did wear some pretty groovy suits, purple suits with huge... The 70s was huge big collars. Massive fucking things they were, and big fat ties. So, you know, if, 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 if the wind caught caught that collar. Those collars were so big you could lift off the ground like the flying nun. That's how big the... That, how big were they? That's how big... You could fly off the ground. Which is why you needed the big fat ties so that one of your friends or whatever could grab onto that before you actually floated away and they could drift you like a kite. True story. Um, so Donald Mackay went, uh, went out of searching and disappeared and never came back. Missing in action to this day. They never found his body, that's true. There, there were reports that uh, he was put in one of those Teglopita machines that chops everything up, like big meat mincer type stuff, and was fed to pigs. This is, this, these are some of the urban legends that, that went around before the days of Facebook, before the days of the internet. It, it's a wonder how he ever communicated at all back in those days. I think Maynard's thing, getting into a field and yelling, that's it. But still, there was Donald McKay, missing in action. And they never found, they never ever, even to this day, it's still, no, no. And no matter how many deathbeds have been, there has not, as far as I know, there's not been the secret. But, but some people put two and two together recently, and they did say, basically, this is what happened, so... Imagine my joy for my dark sense of humour, which proves uh, dementia's breathing down my neck, that the community FM station in Griffith is 2MIA. <laughs> Maybe it only just appealed to me. I thought, you got to be fucking kidding me. MIA FM, Griffith, New South Wales. <laughs> Oh, they don't see the blood. They don't see the bloody irony, do they? They don't see it. Isn't it ironic? No, not really. 
It's like rain on your wedding day. No, that, that, anyway, it doesn't matter. Every other hack comedian has jumped into it. Why should I be any different? Oh, here we go. Look at this. Oh, which one should I put? One of the scammers ones? Uh, I don't really know. This is from Britain. No, it's from Canada, isn't it? CNBC, isn't that Canada.com? Or is not? No, is that America? I don't know. Somebody. No, CNBC's the porn, porn relative of it, isn't it? Do I really care? I hope it's not. Is it Canadian? No, NBC. Division of NBC. The NBC. That's them, those. From CNBC.com. Elon, 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 Avalon, Elon Musk impersonators have stolen at least $2 million from investors in cryptocurrency scams in the past six months, according to the Federal Trade Commissioner. Commissioner, we have a problem! The theft is part of a so-called giveaway scam. Oh, that's nice. See, that's how most basic scams work that way. Give you something for nothing. The one that I got blocked from, my, I always love it because I just usually torment them so much that eventually it comes back through my feed and all I can do is share. I'm not allowed to like it. I'm not allowed. Unless I've put a little laughter thing, then I can remove it, but I can't put it back. And then they don't let me comment. And then I think, yeah, I think I said that. My work is done. The theft is also part of a so-called giveaway scam. Now, that's always the way, isn't it? Sprat to catch a mackerel. The one, yeah, the one that I got, <laughs> they got rid of me, was um, it was a horse racing tipping service. And it said, uh, I don't know, did I cover this last one? I really don't know. And it said, um, you know, guaranteed, we give you the horse tips. You only pay us if our tip you know, comes off. And I thought, where have I, where have I seen that before? I thought, hang on a minute. Okay, so this is a scam that, okay, they're trusting you to, trusting you to be honest, to give them the money? Or is they just going to take the money and run and disappear like some do? But what if they are playing this for a longer game? Where have I seen this before? And then suddenly it dawns on me, that was in an episode of Minder. Yes, where um, Arthur had... Uh, did, I, did I tell this last week? I don't know. I think I did. Did I do it? I don't know. But anyway, basically, yeah, Arthur sets up a tipping service with someone else. Back in those days, they take over three phone booths, which Terry has to mind. <laughs> And basically, yeah, you, you were basically, so the fella says to Arthur, Arthur says, but, you know, what's going to, what, how do you know if we give them the tips, they'll bother to send the money? And the guy goes, Arthur, the world is built on trust. You pay your electricity bill at the end of the month or whatever. You pay this at whatever. You make a commitment and then you agree to pay down the track. It's basically people are honest. So Arthur thinks, okay. So the tipping scheme, quite simply, is, yeah, you, 
you get enough people to ring in and you just give the entire field of the race. You know, if there are 15 horses in the race, first 15 callers, you give them a different horse. Eventually, you know one of those horses has got to win. There's only 15 in the race. And, of course, if you can do this over multiple races, over multiple times, some of the people you give tips to are going to win. So the deal the deal with Arthur's one was if we give you the tip, you promise to put, you know, whatever it was, five pounds on for us or whatever. And then you only pay us when it wins. So I thought, I knew I'd seen that scam somewhere. Um, but, you know, once you've seen it, it seems so obvious, doesn't it? But you know that some people are going to think, oh, well, you know, it says here I've only got to pay them if the horse wins. What have I got to lose? <laughs> Oh boy. The theft is part of a giveaway scam where con artists pose as celebrities, blah, blah, blah. They promise to multiply the cryptocurrency that investors send, but they pocket it instead. Oh, now that just destroys my faith in human nature. Crypto scams have surged since Hocktober hitting their highest level on record, apparently, back in the first quarter of 2021. How is this? What's this? That timing racks up with blah, 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 run-up price in Bitcoin, other digital currency. Bitcoin was trading at $59,000 on March the 31st. Is that this year? Last year. This seems to be a rather old story, doesn't it? So this is back a few years ago, they scanned this much. Uh, so a return of 450%. Can you imagine that? Relative to its $10,000 close, blah, blah, blah. September. Musk, CEO, C, CEO of Tesla, has been a big supporter of cryptocurrencies. In the SEC filing in February Tesla revealed it had bought, that he did do that, $1.5 million worth of Bitcoins. <sighs> he has since backtracked. What's this? Um, oh, that's right. He said Tesla, that's right. They were going to sell the cars for Bitcoin, but he's reneged on that. Well, of course he has. It's not worth anything. SpaceX said it will accept Dogecoin. Didn't that? That one fell on its face, didn't it? So basically, two, uh, two million bucks just in scamming him or scamming using his likeness. You think, how do people fall for that? But they do. The avclub.com. Now, I saw this the other day and it was a bit freaky. A lost, too scary episode of Sesame Street has been uploaded to the internet. Scary. It's from the episode 847 of Sesame Street. Lost, un lost quote-unquote, media comes in a lot of form. Shouldn't that be a lot of forms? A lot of form from those pieces, often from the days before, blah, blah, blah. For instance, were considered anything more than disposable garbage. Yeah, so what's changed? They got taped over or trashed and are now well and truly gone to those pieces, gone to those pieces of media that are simply um, hard to find or get to, according to this. As far as we can tell, the lost wicked witch... 
episode of Sesame Street from 1976 is which uh, Wizard of Oz star Margaret Hamilton reprises her role in your neighbourhood, say who are the people... The wi- as the Wicked Witch of the West. Uh, it's always the West. They say it's a phenomenon in the world that most of the more slummy-type areas of any place are always in the West. Someone said that. Some town planner or something. Uh, the West has fallen into the latter camp. Although never rerun or made available for home viewing, the episode has been reportedly archived and safe and sound for years in the Library of Congress. My pretty. Scary. I wonder if I saw that in 1976. I probably wasn't watching Sesame Street in 1976. I'd have been a bit too old. da 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 Still, for a long time, if you wanted to see an episode of Sesame Street so allegedly scary that Sesame, the Sesame Workshop had del, uh, was deluged with complaints back then from parents whose kids freaked out. Freak out! You know, that doesn't surprise me, because I was taken to see The Wizard of Oz when I was young. Like, we're talking young, like kindergarten level. Uh, By my mum, who saw it when she was... I saw this when I was a little girl. I fucking freaked out when I saw it. i got to admit, I did. I was like, what the fuck is this? I didn't know what it would be like to have an acid dream at that point. Nor still do I, really. But I was like, this is fucking spin-out, man. There's fucking moving trees and the green... I thought it was horrible. So what? They thought, let's repeat the exercise by bringing this to Sesame Street. But then Sesame Street, when I was... You know, was also sort of a bit scary, too. Because the Cookie Monster always had that sort of... A little bit psycho. You know, he was happy eating the cookies, but... That eyeballs of his that used to spit. You'd think, what happens if he fucking loses it? Like, what happens if he comes in and goes, cookie, and someone says, hey, enough with the cookies today. We're going, no, we're not going, no, we are, sit down, sit, sit, ah! You know, and you find out that he had claws short, sharper than a cat, but everyone had always acquiesced to him. So what I was just a little bit, you know, like you're in a room with a particular person sometimes and you just got this vibe, you're thinking, I don't know about you, you might have bodies buried under your floorboards. So I found that a little bit with the Muppets. See, what's his name? James Earl Jones, wasn't it? Who said, it's a great idea for a show, but the puppets will frighten the children. And then he said, boy, was I wrong. So no, I think it was James Earl Jones. No, maybe not. I did find them a bit freaky. I had a few childhood nightmares with the Muppets of Sesame Street. You know, a little bit. So you throw the Wicked Witch in there. I kind of get it. And my father used to say the same thing when they took off Adventure Island to put Sesame Street on when I was a kid. And I remember one time he was sitting there in the afternoon and it was on. And he said he said the same thing. He said, God, when I was a bloody kid, if you... That'd give you bloody nightmares, that would have. Bloody terrifying, that thing. They play that to kids. So he thought he thought it too. Maybe we've all been brainwashed. 
Maybe they really are Satan's workers. Could be possible. Wasn't a bunch of rednecks recently going fucking off on Big Bird because he approved people getting vaxxed? And they're all religious nutbags, so maybe it's true. Maybe, maybe they are. <coughs> the Sesame Workshop deluged with complaints. When the kids freaked out, you were sort of out of luck. A low-quality recording of the episode popped up from time to time on YouTube. But if you really want to see Hamilton menace Northern Calloway's David... What? In all her verdant glory? Yes. You'd have to uh, go to the library or wait for an event like 2019's Sesame Street Lost and Found. From the writers of Carrie. Goodness me. Sesame Street Lost and Found. It sounded like they were going to put them on like, that island where they made Lost. That never had a proper ending. And so will From. Mark my words. As much as I've enjoyed watching both Lost and From, I still think From won't have a proper ending either. But, what can you do about it? Uh, Lost and Found, where the writers for the show showed the episode from the, mo- from the Museum of the Moving Image, known as Momai, and discussed why it was pulled from rotation. Without so much as buying it a drink. But no longer, colon. Sorry. But no longer, colon. But no longer, colon. Some intrepid Muppet act archivist has posted a much clearer version of the episode in which the witch will uh, continually menaces David to give her back her lost broom online. The upload appears to have gone on Reddit first, but is uh, being disseminated farther further. Shouldn't that be further farther? Disseminated further on the internet as a precaution about against being lost again. Yes, I think that I think they should do that. Hamilton, a former teacher, was always game to reprise the role of the witch. And she's a teacher, was she? Fuck, I bet they must have fucking behaved themselves in her class. <laughs> to reprise the role of which role of which role of which role of rich on behalf of educational programming she also appeared around that same period in several episodes of Mr Rogers neighborhood which we never really saw in Australia not to the best of my ability anyway that's why we're all so uncouth you see because we didn't have Mr Rogers looking over us giving us a good rogers uh, to make us into fine upstanding citizens, rather like um, rather like the gun lobby in America. Watching the Sesame Street clip, it is clear the intent of her appearance was to help te- teach kids about overcoming their fears. Nevertheless, the show was a hit with a number. The show was hit with a number of complaints after it aired. And so eventually it was decided that it would be pulled permanent, pulled permanently from rotation. Oh, that it, is it? Oh, right, okay, I see. Uh, 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 uh. 
And the comments, there are 93 people. William Hughes writes, for old fogies who can still remember this like myself, the scariest episodes of Sesame Street were from 1970. When Mississippi's PBS station committee banned the show from the state's inaugural broadcast period because the show integrated a cast, the show had an integrated cast, I should say, and neighbourhoods and neighbourhood settings were deemed unsuitable for Mississippi children. I personally think they are rather upset with Mr. Hooper. Because no Jewish person controlled the economic direction of a Mississippi neighbourhood in the 70s, says this person. Later, they produced and aired, uh, aired a train wreck of a children's show called Clyde Frog, who was a poorly conceived knockoff of Kermit the Frog, who was created by Mississippi Nation. National, oh, Kermit the Frog, who was um, created by the Mississippi native Jim Henson. Clyde the Frog, eh? <laughs> Frog learns, Clyde learns fire safety. Oh, this is pretty crappy. Oh dear, this is terrible. Oh dear. We've got a long way to go to imitate the Muppets, these guys. I'm getting tired. So Don't am I. Don't you think this is a good place for our camp out, Brewster? Looks good enough to me. Oh Let's set up our gear, Clyde. And no the, problem. And the and the puppet rooster has got his hand on his crutch. From there, just call me Daniel Boone Frog, oh King of the Wilderness. Oh I'll set up the tent oh while you gather the firewood. Yeah, don't okay, be, don't Clyde. The firewood. Oh man, that is bad. Oh, Brewster! Brewster, help! Oh, good Lord, that is just shocking. That is a train wreck, all right. God. Uh, okay, I think we've had enough of that. Oh, and then they've got a picture of the mully grubs in Australia of other scary children. Oh, yeah, that was frightening. That had John Schumann in it from Red Gum. But there's a character here. That little green tree frog. <laughs> when I visited the museum, we saw some. Oh god! So that was the face that used to appear. So it was on a grey background and a grey thing, and you could see the nostrils and the red lips and the eyes and the eyebrows, but you couldn't see anything else of the face. It was like it was green screened, and then they put it through 1980s processing and created this. Some little green frogs in a big glass tank. Ah, I think I'd like to be a frog today. Yeah. yeah, but that's not the only thing you'd like to be. Please, don't go off your medication. Ribbit, ribbit, ribbit. That's the sound frogs make, you know. Ribbit. Yeah, they used to play that to small children. It would be terrifying. I saw that as a grown-up because... When you work as a musician, you, you can get up at certain times of the day when they've only got rubbish on for children and turn the TV on through your blurry eyes while you have your first coffee and whatever else. 
and you can be subjected to that sort of stuff. How are we doing for time? It's a long, long road that's winding. Where's the, where is that? Where is that? Not that one. Not that one. Not that one. That one. Independent co UK, independent dot co UK. This will be the last one, folks. I co founded the Satanic Temple after the arson attack. No, sorry. I co founded the Satanic Temple. After the arson attack on our HQ, I want to clarify what we stand for. Says Lucian Graves. Mm-mm-mm. While the temple has active local congregations worldwide, we're best known for our efforts to litigate defense of equal religious rights in the United States, including after-school Satan clubs and rallies for reproductive freedom. I want some freedom. Register for free to keep reading. Oh, fuck yourself. No, I'll try later, thanks. I want it now and I want it for nothing. Last Friday, on the 10th of June, okay, just this year, is it? I think so. The Satanic, Satanic, the Satin, the Satanic Temple's religious headquarters in Salem, Massachusetts, was set ablaze by an arsonist wearing a T-shirt with the word "God" printed in bold across the front. Uh, across the front. Mm. The perpetrator was arrested even as the flames were being doused by the firefighters. Having wandered around the block in a, in a, and back in an attempt to... Maybe someone pushed one of those candles over, too. I wonder if they've ever had that happen in a satanic temple. You know, you're in the pentacle with a candle on each point. You get a little frisky when you're worshipping your dark lord. You kick it over at the same time you knock over a bottle of evil spirit, and next thing is a flame. It's turning me on, baby. It's like the fires of hell. And if I hold it too long, you never can tell what'll happen to me. You wouldn't want you to see. She's a hellraiser. Stargazer. The perpetrator was nicked, having wandered round the block um, in an attempt to watch the destruction as it folded. Oh, so that was the bloke who did it, was it? Security camera footage had, at that point, already been shown to law enforcement, helping them to identify the arsonist at the scene. Due to a swift response, damage was isolated at the front door and porch. Now we are grateful that it, and we are grateful that it was not worse. All hail our dark lord, all hail. Nonetheless, the occupants who were inside the temple at the time were understandably shaken, according to subsequent police reports. Seeing as it's a temple, shouldn't they have their own rabbi? A dark rabbi. Understandably shaken, according to the subsequent uh, police report, the arsonist Daniel Lucy, oh, that's embarrassing, Lucy short for Lucifer, maybe he was pissed off, you've stolen my idea, and you're running a temple in my name, but you don't believe in me, so you're a false church. Daniel Lucy, he's not fooling anybody, this was a movie, you know later, 
he would be revealed to be the devil. Just like what's-his-name did in that other movie. You know, that actor who said, I like to punch Trump in the face. Wasn't he in one of those films where he was the devil? Characterised by his own actions as a hate crime. Explaining that he had travelled from Boston to Salem. Specifically to light the fire because they're devil worshippers. They don't talk like that in Boston, do they? No, they don't. They speak like Peter from um, Family Guy. Boston, however you do it, I don't fucking know. Or Charles Emerson Winchester from MASH. They worship Satan and that means they need to be wiped out, man. From these statements alone, it is clear that the perp, a traitor, had no idea who the satanic temple were or what we do. You should have given him a pamphlet. You could have been like the satanic version of the Jehovah's Witnesses. You could have gone door to door with pamphlets. Maybe you could have reached out to him. Maybe you could have saved him. So really it's your fault for dropping the ball when you think about it. Uh, or, or what we do. No, really, we're nice guys, honestly. I'm the co-founder of and spokesperson for the Satanic Temple. As I've explained... Over the course of our 10-year history, we are not devil worshippers. Oh, in the darkness of night, we dance around the sacred nighttime maple. In fact, we, uh, we're non-theistic. We truly are. Honestly. Apart from the odd... Uh, or the odd uh, uh, what is it? Um, what is it? I think I could remember. Like the exorcist. Well, you know, you're possessed. That's it. Satanists in the Satanic Temple take a non-supernaturalist view of the world. That's because Satan, you see, the devil has done a great job of convincing us all he doesn't exist. Well, I guess in a way he's doing us a favour. I guess if the rest of your fairy story could start to move in that direction, we might move ahead as people. The Satanic Temple, they take a non-supernaturalist view of the world, turning to science as an arbiter of truth, claims. To us, Satan's literally, he's a metaphor. He's a metaphor. Oh my God, Satan's a metaphor? What have I been calling him all these years? He's a metaphor for rebellion against tyranny. Well, that, yes. At least you didn't go storm, storm the Capitol building, I suppose. It's got to put you ahead of... Certain people I could mention. Mm. And the symbols and rituals of Satanism. As well as our central central tenets. 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 Oh, they're the people that read that block of buildings. Yes, they are. Tenets. That's not easy to say. That sanctify personal sovereignty, reason and compassion. Give context and meaning to our worldwide community now numbering over 700,000 people. Registered members and other parts of their bodies are probably registered too. While the temple has active local congregations worldwide, we are best known for our efforts of getting onto pay TV. Oh no, that's, sorry, that's, um, that's Jimmy Swaggart, sorry. We're best known for our efforts to litigate in the defence of equal religious rights in the United States, where religious freedom is enshrined 
in the constitution, but religion's equality is nonetheless in, but but religious in, equality is nonetheless increasingly brazenly opposed by evangelical theocrats in our government, just like Monica. As America faces the potential of overturning Roe v. Wade, the Satanic the Temple fights back to assert uh, religious protections for our reproducive rights uh, through lawsuits, campaigns that claim religious exemption for our members from such laws. Where the state governments have seen fit to allow privately donated Ten Commandments monuments on public grounds, we've tested their dedication to pluralism and the viewpoint neutrality by offering a satanic monument to be placed nearby where proselytizing biblical fundamentalists after-school clubs have been established in public education facilities, such and such and so forth. Goes on a bit. Yeah, look, the point, we know the point they're trying to make. So if you let one religion into the state, you've got to let them all in, so that's why we don't do it. It's why we keep ourselves nice. We keep ourselves separated and nice. And if only these religious idiots realised that... Um, it's actually doing them a favour. They could live in parts of the world where the government just says, <laughs> you want to be a Christian? You want to be a Christian, do you? Well, we'll soon see about that, matey boy. You won't be doing nothing. See, so it protects them as well. Ungrateful bastards that they are. Now, before I go, Monica's, Monica's Carrots... Reignite Democracy Australia, Reignite Theocracy Australia, did very badly in the elections. So Monica now is going to be like a gardening guru for you all, and she's going to show you ways of living in this awful tyranny that is our country. Happy Friday, everyone, and RDA yep. family. Yep. So nice yep. to talk to you guys. Yep. Yep. I have some tips tonight on how Sorry, what did you to say? stay sane during this insanity because let's be honest we have all realized that this is a long war uh we have mon monkey pox coming up oh, God, how to stay sane in this dreadful dreadful oh, sorry i'm clipping out the microphone dreadful place we've got climate change lies and renewable energies that are going to cost us more money anyway and it's just it's all crazy oh, and man, it's, it's, look it's totally fucked i mean like the fucking you know i'm that computer's really noisy and her volume is not the best. Never mind. Like, it's just all fucked, mate. And it's going to keep coming, guys. Like, we're not going to win this. This is her attempt to be like Tony Robbins. She's, she's going to convince us all that we've got to go back to an agrarian, is it, agrarian um, style lifestyle this battle anytime soon and we need to accept that and I think that's actually really really freeing because we can stop being so reactive and start planning ahead <laughs> and looking after ourselves at the same time oh tell us guru Monica and how how we have failed in the past it's a wonder any of us have lived so far so I have a few tips to 
I have a plan. I've got a keen and cunning plan, oh Lord. Is that right, Baldrick? Help, okay? Number one. Number one. You and your family should have one day a week where you do not talk about politics or anything to do with any of this stuff. So if your kids ask you a question that really needs to be answered and it's one one of those days, shh, we're not talking politics. Monica has spoken to us from her multiple book of Monica-ness. And if you will not be speaking of the politics. Okay, don't even look at social media. Don't. Oh no, don't, not at all. Don't even read my emails, don't. <laughs> Don't, don't even read my emails. Most people who are unable to read are the people who read your emails. Even watch my videos or look at my posts because it's really important that we remember who we used to be. Oh, nostalgia, I want to live in the past. I want to insult you all by saying you're not raising your children properly. Because we want to go back to a time when they would have put me in a little hood and a handmaiden's tail dress. And being a woman, I wouldn't be allowed to even so much as speak out about anything. That's the book that I promote to you so much. And I completely go against. Before we became this political activist who all we do is email members of parliament. And hang on, hang on. All we do? No, that's what you do. <laughs> She's expecting you to take the burden of her sins. And go on the streets and hold signs and do all this stuff that we never used to do. I personally have lost myself a little bit. <laughs> um, and when and how many years does that actually go back? Because I'm saying if you hadn't been raised in a... Oh, how can I put this? I've seen videos of your mum and dad and... They might have, if you'd been born to normal people, perhaps they might have tried to get you some help. That's my opinion. I don't know. I'm only judging on the videos that I've seen of mummy and daddy. Anyway, not my, it's not my business. I'm not there to tell them how to raise their children. I'm just there to have to remark on this particular one of their children quite a bit during this COVID crisis and I forget the things that I used to talk about the things that used to interest me and and what I used to enjoy doing so I think it would be you used to enjoy trying to manipulate the media because you've still got a YouTube channel where you drove around America in a car attesting yourself to the wonderness of God of the visible man in the sky and shit Darling, you did the same things back then that you're doing now. It's just that for you, the political climate wasn't quite as conducive as it turned out to be once COVID came along. But you've been singing the, the virtues of the invisible fucking cloud man for pretty much since you were brainwashed. I mean, it's pretty much since you were, a, yeah. Really great if you, on your own or with your family, could try to remember once a week what you used to do and what used to, used to make you click, you know? It's really important that because we've realised how uh -huh. long this war is going to be, we need to look uh -huh. after our mental and physical health oh so that when we are needed to fight, we're going to fight and oh we're going to stop being so reactive because... Oh, God. So we're going to be proactive, are we? Because one of her other statements once was where... She thought righteous anger was just a fantastic thing. 
actually what I've learned, especially after the election and things like that, is mm-hmm. probably fighting directly against these tyrants yeah. is probably not the answer. Yeah, because someone like you would need to use sort of subversive and dirty tricks because, Dals, you're fucking outbrained. That's the problem. You go around shaking a 2,000-year-old book uh, and you're... I mean, darling, you make me look normal and that's really saying something. I actually think we need to replace them and we need to ensure that we don't need them anymore and I think that is where our power will come from. And that brings me to my next point. So, thirdly, and I physical. To, thirdly, I come to my second point. Health, so that when we are needed to fight, we're uh-huh. going to fight, and we're uh-huh. going to stop being so reactive. Because right. actually, what I've learned, especially after the election and things like that, is that probably fighting directly against these tyrants yeah. is probably not the answer. No. I actually think we need to replace them, and we need to ensure that we don't need them anymore. And I think that. So we're going to replace them, and in their place you're going to have a bunch of people like Monica to take their place. Because he, here we go again. No, we're going we're gonna to overthrow a government. Can you imagine her and her bunch of fucking misfits trying to get it together to actually make society run? Fuck, we'd be stoning people to death within about the first six weeks, I would guess. ...is where our power will come from. Yeah. And that brings me to my next point. So RDA has community groups all around the country, and so do so many other organisations, by the way. Right. So it doesn't matter what group you're in, but I really suggest... doesn't matter what the group you're in, we're going to find you. This is where she says we're going to take people in and take them under our wing. And now, What she's actually saying is we're going to start up little cults all around the place, and we're going to show friendliness to more crazies like us and give them a sense of community while we slowly brainwash them. Just that you join a local group, you look on Facebook, look on Telegram, you'll find them, they are there. Um, because it's really important that we start looking after us, our, our communities. Um, with This is going to be a tight-knit way of her getting more money from people. You know, we'll throw a little barbecue here and we'll raise a few pennies there and we'll guilt people into giving us money. And if they don't do these things, we can always expel them from the group because the one thing we know as a cult is that often the threat of expelling someone is terrifying to that person and it usually just keeps them there. You know, so the RDA community groups, we have some groups are creating market stalls that support the local community. Some groups have built veggie gardens or they're bartering between themselves. You mean bickering between themselves. There was a guy from UAP, the United Australian Arsehole Party, who actually got one candidate actually elected. 100 million bucks to get some fucking numpty for one seat in Parliament. Uh, <laughs> what was I going to say? Uh, and he's now, he's now the, the, the one who lost on Facebook. There's one who's lost on Facebook. And Clive and all them, they're refusing to pay his election funds. So he's gone on to Facebook now to grift, to say to people, I've been, I've been left out in the cold and I've kind of been betrayed and I need people to pay my, my election costs. He's not meeting with too much approval, just let me say. This is the sort of stuff that's actually going to make us so empowered because we're, going, we're just not going to need these tyrants anymore. No, no, we'll replace them with different tyrants. The head one will be Monica. You know, <laughs> it's a good thing we're not America, I tell you what.
Jesus, with all those guns. But there she is, Monica Koresh. Just in my opinion, she's not killed anybody, but when I look at this impassioned sort of plea for this sort of grassroots bullshit, it's usually, um, yeah, what can I say? You know, you get a little commuter, close them up, you can brainwash them while you love bombing them. And so I think it's really great that we start spending money in places that deserve our money. If so we're going to grow vegetables. It's not like we're going to... Someone who grew vegetables. So what? I fucking grow vegetables. I feel insulted as a person that grows vegetables. Uh, that we're going to need Monica and her little cluster of people to teach us how to go back to agrarian history. As I said, where carrots and beans will become legal tender. Because we're all going to start bartering with one another in her perfect little paradise. So somehow she's going to convert the country into being field-working peasant-type people, all bartering with one another, and um, who's going to fund the hospitals, Monica? Who's going to truly take care of all that stuff? Not you, because if anyone with a medical degree was to come to you over something, you would go, no, I don't want you to do that. Well, but I'm a doctor, I'm trained. No. If we have a few extra dollars each week, I really think it would be great if we spent money at the local fruit and veg shop instead of Coles and Woolworths. Mm. I know it's a pain because you have to get there before 5pm and it's a bit more expensive and you have to go to three different shops to get your fruits, veg and... You're not exactly selling it there, Monica. ...and meat and things like that. I understand. But if, you can, if you've got the time, I think that would be really good. If we all started spending money in, in businesses that deserve our... our, our, um, our that's sort of, um, I guess, not dissimilar to whipping up that sort of stuff. That, that's that been done before. And I agree, look, uh, Coles, Woolworths, you know, get it. But she's just tapping onto, like, a popular little thread. It's a good little talking piece. Our money, um, the, the, the country would change, actually. I'm, I'm really sick of these. People can find this out without you. Big, tyrannical organisations oh, like yeah. Woolworths and Coles. Oh, yeah. They just, you know... That they're no good. Um, no good so I'm going to try. Monica is going to tell us that she's never shopped at these places. Now she's saying, "I'm going to try." You'll try. You do it. I this as well, and I and I know it's really hard. So with the community. So please, if anybody anywhere sees her in a Coles or Woolworth, please take a photo of her. Please. Community groups, though. Um, I'll put the link in the description. You can join a community group. And the RDA community groups are changing a lot. Uh-huh. We're not really focusing on activism and campaigns ah. anymore because we're all really... T- <laughs> no, it doesn't sound like it at all. This telling people to join little clustered groups and do this bartering stuff. No, we, we're not campaigning at all. We just want to get you over where we put you in the group and soon we'll be telling you to throw away your computer, throw away your televisions, do all these things. She would have made such a good Scientologist. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Monica and fucking Tom Cruise, what a fucking power couple, eh? Tired and we're sick of being reactive. So now what we're doing is we're trying to create communities that support each other, physically, monetarily, emotionally, things like that. So like I said, Community gardens, veggie gardens, bartering, um, you know, selling goods and services between the groups. So So we will just be our own little people away from all those and then we can preach. Don't trust the worldlies. They're not one of us. 
See, so what sets her apart from the brethren or any of those people at all? Except she's a fledgling. That's the thing, right? You have a potential Elron Hubbard there. You have uh, many, many things. Come and be clustered with us. And soon we'll tell you about the outside world and we'll, we'll shield you from it. If you're sick of campaigning like a lot of people are, no, we're, you can now... No, we're sick of you campaigning. The election's over. I'm sick of people campaigning. I'm not sick. Give me a break. Join these groups because they are focused on life skills, prepping and things like... All the things that you plebs don't understand. That. So I'll put the link in the description. If there isn't a group in your area, you can start your own group um, and we will support you by um, inviting yeah. people from the database to come to your events. Yes, we'll support you. Did you see how she fell short of? We'll support you by putting up some grants that you could, uh, you could uh, apply for. No, we'll support you by sending people to you. And you might think they're coming to show you to grow a vegetable garden, but you can bet the conversation's not just going to be about vegetable gardens. And just even 20 people, guys, it can change your life. It will give you some strength. I don't think there's a person ever who's joined a cult and then left who said, well, that didn't change my life. <laughs> An empowerment to know that... I used to be fucked up on... Cheech and Chong, I used to be fucked up on drugs, now I'm fucked up on the Lord. Well, now we're fucked up on Monica. You're, you're planning ahead and that you don't need these people anymore, these people that are trying to oppress us. So These people. Let's stop fighting against them and let's start actually just... <laughs> let's stop fighting against them. That's exactly what you're doing. As I said, with any cult, once you get the clustered members, you start telling them stuff. You're still fighting them. You're, you're a, such a dishonest person. And the sad thing is, I think you actually do believe this. You're, you're not quite AVM. Even he, he doesn't believe any of that shit. But when I see the lights are on but no one's home look in Monica's eyes, I do think she firmly believes this. As I said, I've seen the videos of Mummy and Daddy, so... hmm working with each other instead and just not caring what they do more or less obviously um yeah so that's pretty much it guys um so. no spend your money in alternative places if you can afford to uh, join a community group spend one day a week not talking about politics at all oh give it a shot remember who you used to be remember what makes you tick and i think these really small tips might help you because yeah because you can't find them out on your own you have to listen to Monica. They're helping me. Um, it's been really hard to realise that we actually can't beat them quickly. We actually can't. And that's okay. So we're still going to beat them. So we're not really retreating then, are we? Once you realise that, it's really freeing and it... Join my cult. It's really freeing. It, it means that we can actually take some time, take some breaths and plan. Plan instead of just reacting all the time. And yeah, because it's not worked for you, has it? You thought you were going to win a million votes at the election and instead you were just a laughing stock. I think, um, I think that's going to be really powerful. Um, <laughs> it won't be as uh, maybe exciting because there won't be as many like big things coming up. Mm. But 
you know, if you had 20 people in your area, uh -huh. you had a plan, yeah. if, if there's blackouts or if there's food shortages, yeah. if you had each other yeah. and you had a plan. See, according to Monica, no, no one knows each other at all. No one knows each other. Monica is going to get us all back in the tent, folks. Then you're going to feel a lot better. You're going to feel really safe and comfortable. Medication would make you feel better, I think. Just in my opinion, I don't know, just my opinion. ...and better than maybe you do now. Mm. I actually don't have those plans either, no. um, but I hope that you can. So join a local community group, start one, and... And fucking start tithing, you fucking cunts. You know, let's, let's stop fighting against them and let's just, like, work together instead. Uh, yeah. Come All right. On, Have a good weekend, guys. On, let's Bye. Stick together. Oh, you know we made a vow that eventually you'd go and live with Rupert Murdoch. I um, so I was having a look at that video clip. I was having a look at that video clip. Now, Avi Yemeni's gone and done something incredibly stupid, but we know that. Uh, I might, I might borrow heavily from um, the kangaroo court. The kangaroo court, mate, also known as Earl's court. Kangaroo court. Old Avi, the darling of rabble news. Do I play his whole video? It's a lot. I'm really just kind of ripping it off. But, oh well. G'day, Fugitive Australian journalist Shane Dowling from the website Kangaroo Court of Australia. Australia. It says it was posted by RV Yemeni on the 14th of June 2022. Basically, yeah. It says, never forget how PR guys spent the past two years mocking our crowdfunding for legitimate court cases. Suddenly they are crowdfunding for a case that doesn't exist. I haven't sued PR guy. I sued Twitter and won. Seven days, scammer. So apparently AV... So PR guy... It's hard to explain for the overseas listeners. He's basically this influencer who's left-leaning. And AV put it about... AV Yemeni put it about that he was suing PR Guy and wanted to find out his etc. Uh, PR Guy started raising funds as a legal defence because Avi was going to sue him for defaming him by calling him a criminal, which he is. He is a criminal because he bashed his wife with a breadboard and pled guilty in the court. So he is a criminal. But then it turns out... So Avi calls out PR Guy, says you're raising funds for a case that doesn't even exist. But meanwhile, Avi had gone around telling everybody he was suing PR Guy. Now apparently, according to this, Avi's left himself wide open to... Apparently it's against the law. Because they've all been trying to grift money. It's an 11-minute thing. I don't know, I probably... Uh, go to Kangaroo Court and look up AVM and he exposes himself for being a scammer in the defamation, defamation case. Uh, excuse me. Well, I think unless there's anything else, I'm going to leave you all. 
now. Love yous. Bye. Wish me luck as you wave me Well, I hope that you forgive me. I ain't been much online. I've been stuck in Facebook prison and I'm doing solitary time. I'm missing out on crypto scandals, food and priest in pajamas, nanas on the deathbeds, horse racing shore bets, brides from the Ukraine, Bitcoin share gains, oh, and the fake Viagra's giving me chest pains. Oh, oh, oh. Call me an ambulance. Well, I ain't never been no whiny baby and I never done no crime. But I'm stuck in Facebook prison doing solitary time. Watching fake Elon Musk's from dawn until dusk Lost my holistic health and my last bit of wealth Sitting here on my shelf all alone and crying to myself <laughs> hey. Well, I know Facebook's trying to teach me a lesson But I ain't the learning kind So I'm here in Facebook prison doing solitary time and I'll show no remorse for getting on my high horse. They profit from the scam since the money changes hands. They're as bad as Murdoch. No shit, Sherlock. This new meteor keeps getting seedier. So what's the point of it? That's what I ask. When I'm freed from Facebook prison, I'm gonna walk the line. Down to my local politician. I'm saying it's low making time. They profit from the scams as the money changes hands They're as bad as Murdoch No shit Sherlock This new meteor keeps getting seedier So what's the point of it? That's what I ask Well, I hope that you'll forgive me I ain't been much online I've been stuck in Facebook prison And I'm doing solitary time <laughs>